Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to check in with Brian Hurley of HBC and Jason Caldwell of the Prodigal Sons. Both of these teams are competing in TBT's South Region. For more information about these teams and all the teams competing in TBT this summer, check out thetournament.com. Hi, right, it's Brian Hurley from Team HBC. Uh, Brian, where does the team name come from? The team name has a little bit of backstory. Uh, it's Hurley Basketball Club. Um, it comes from a summer league back in Watertown, Massachusetts, that my brother and I played in. Um, it costs 1200 bucks to, to play in it. Usually you get it sponsored by a local bar, a local restaurant. Um, my dad sponsored us when we were in college and high school as paying part of the fee. So uh, he got to name the team and uh, he named it Hurley Basketball Club. It got shortened to HBC the second season. And then, uh, it's lasted ever since. How did the team come together? So we actually had a totally different roster last year. Um, some guys got injured. Some guys were playing in other teams. Um, and one guy got an NBA summer league deal. So, um, we had to revamp the roster. This, some of the players from this year's team were on the team that we beat last year. Um, so we got in contact with a couple of them and then it kind of snowballed where they had guys that they were friends with to play with. Why are you playing in TBT? Um, I was intrigued the first year that I heard about this. I was still in college, so I wasn't eligible to join, but um, it seemed like a great concept. Um, I love basketball, and now that I've graduated and don't play as often, I like to stay involved as much as possible outside of just your normal men's leagues, and uh, I don't think there's any venue better than uh, TBT at this point. What would it mean to you to win TBT? To win, um, from a money standpoint, is obviously great, but from the aspect of putting the team together, that uh, competes at such a high level and on uh, such a national level too, because the coverage from ESPN would be awesome to to be able to say that you were uh, the top team this year, probably outside of um, some of the NBA, obviously, and some of the top European leagues. But teams in this would obviously give some of those teams a run for their money. Which team in your region, the South region, do you think is the best besides yourselves? Um, in the South, I'd say obviously overseas elite just because they won last year. They have the, uh, the championship right now. So you can never knock a team that's coming back for a two peak. Um, but I think it's going to be very tough in, in the South this year. Um, from top to bottom, I think there's a lot of competition. You, um, you guys won the fundraising slot this year. Yes. And what was interesting to me about what you were just saying at the intro there was that the fee for the summer league that used to play in Watertown was $1,200. Yeah. Which is, I think, you are just a shade under what you guys ended up paying uh, in terms of the fundraising slot, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a bargain relative to a, a summer league in Watertown, huh? Oh, especially when there's no, uh, no I mean, the pride and the, uh, the, the bragging rights you get from the Watertown League are priceless. But with a million <laughs> bucks on the line, I think it's a good deal um, for only paying an extra 600 bucks. What kind of um what kind of success did you guys have in that in that Watertown league that you used to play in? So I you can't play until after you graduate high school. So my older brother uh, Chris, who's also one of the on the roster as a coach, he had played in it for um, a couple of years before me with a team of a bunch of older guys from the town. Um, but as he played more in college, he wanted to get more playing time, so he started his own team. Fast forward, I graduated four years after him, and. Uh, we were the number one seed my last year in it, and we got bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Embarrassing with uh, all the old guys on the sideline tripping us with 
while they're having their post-game beers. So uh, this past just summer, though, uh, first year I moved to New York, we took home the championship. So even though I wasn't there, I uh, was very excited to hear that we won. Now it's in mid-season right now, and we're one of the top teams again. So. Now you've got a Red Sox hat on in this in this um, recording that we're doing here. You've got a BC High basketball um, T-shirt on. I saw a Bowdoin College uh, a banner up on your wall before we started. You're like a Boston guy through and through, but you're living in New York now. How has that transition been for you? Uh, it's it's different. Um, it's it's been about a year now, a little over a year. Um, I enjoy New York. Work is obviously you know you go where they'll pay you to work, um, but I'll still root for the teams. I was a little. Uh, disappointed that we didn't make a move last night in the draft, but I was happy with our pick. I like Jalen Brown a lot, um, and I'll never root for a New York sports team, so even if I live here for the rest of my life. <laughs> in terms of the uh, the team that came together this year, you mentioned that it was a combination of a couple of guys you had last year, but in addition to that, also a team that you beat last year. Yeah. And um, I'm really interested to know like how much of what you observed in the game that you played against um, AMR, which I think was the team you beat last year. Yeah. How much of the, the game that you played played an impact on getting these guys to play with you? I mean, it was it was big. We um, The guys that had played for them last year, if I remember correctly, was Rashawn Freeman and uh, Jamal Schuler. I know for sure. I don't know. I can't remember if Alex Tyus played with, was there last year or if he was on the roster or not. But um, those two guys, Rashawn Freeman killed us, even though we ended up winning by 20. He was dominating the post. And Schuler got off to a good start. So those uh, those two guys I knew were good players to have, possibly. And my uh, cousin Nick, who's also on the roster, he actually uh, went to high school with uh, Sean Freeman. So um, those guys were good. And then they had a snowball effect of other guys that we could bring on. And I think uh, who we added outside of uh, the guys that were on their team last year are big additions this year and big upgrades. What do you what do you plan as planning in terms of getting together in advance of the tournament? So everybody will be down there the fifth. Um, we are going to do uh, probably uh, I don't know the schedule exact yet. I'm still working on our gym times, but um, probably do like a morning session and an afternoon session on the sixth, seventh, and eighth. Possibly see if we can set up a, um, a scrimmage with another one of the teams I'm working on that now for the seventh, um, just to kind of get. Instead of us just playing pickup against each other the whole time, we get to play against a different group of guys and play together as a team. When you go about organizing a team like this, um, getting some of these guys that are high-level pros from you know all around the world that are coming together to play in this, do you go about organizing everything down to the travel, the hotel, all of that stuff? Is that on your shoulders, or do you count on them to get there on their own? Yeah, we counted on them last year to get there on their own. We helped out with... Uh, like the transportation for the vans when we got down there this year. Um, again, we're help, we're having them um, get down there on their own. Some of the guys are from the area, so they'll be down there already. A couple of the guys will be down there the whole 4th of July weekend, I think three of them. Um, but they've all been in contact with each other. Either they played together or guys played college together, so they all know each other somewhat. At least there's nobody on the team who doesn't know somebody else on the team. Yeah. Um, so we have faith and they're all committed um that they're all going to be down there um the fifth and they want to win obviously they've been um asking questions constantly when we're in limbo if we were getting in or not Um, yeah so that's i guess one of the questions i had was like how how well do you know the guys and based upon how well you know them what do you know about their 
sort of ability and desire to really come together as a team without having played as an organized entity before? So I personally don't know the guys that well. Um, I've only spoken to one of them directly. We are going through uh, another another guy that's helped us out with the players, has been in contact with them a lot, and I'm in contact with him every day. Yeah. Um, so, and, and he has a lot of faith in these guys as being all veteran guys. We don't have any younger uh, guys who are just out of college or um, one-year pro that want to make a name for themselves and are trying to show that they're the best player in this tournament. We have a bunch of guys that have been around for a while and know what it takes to play as a team and win. Um, so I think that's that's a big benefit on our end and uh, having a bunch of young guys who have uh, a lot to prove. Is it a challenge for you and your brother and your cousin, you know, all being young guys yourself, coaching a team like this? Do you think there'll be a, uh, a learning curve in any way, or is that something that you guys are actually looking forward to the challenge of? Um, well, to be honest, with the coaching last year, too, we... Darren Duncan, our point guard last year, was very good at running the show. Um, we took kind of what his lead was and had subs down, basic, but we weren't doing too much coaching. Um, I know that uh, this year, again, I mean, with our point guard, Scott Machado, um, many people know him and his talent, so I think that he'll uh, be able to handle kind of that point guard role in coaching the team. And me and my brother as point guards in college know that um, that's a huge factor. And uh, not having like a legitimate coach on our roster, um, it, it will most likely just be faith in the guys to do their thing. And then if they need us to do certain things, whether it's run the subs and just on there, they'll give us the idea of when to sub people in, what the rotation is going to be, um, just so they don't have to think about that stuff. We can do that, but on the court, it's going to probably come from uh, from the players themselves. What about in terms of, like you just said, um, substitutions, end-of-game decisions, things like that? Is that going to fall on your shoulders, or is that going to be on one of the point guard or the players themselves? So we'll have a better idea when we're down there and meet this team, because last year um, all of that stuff kind of fell on the players at first, and then as we got into the second game, there were times where we would call timeouts with just the feel of the game, because I'm, um, obviously I've played with players that are uh, high-level players now, um, so is my brother, so we do have a, an idea of the game. We're never athletic enough to make it far enough or, or tall enough, I'd like to say, but uh, we have an IQ for the game that uh, that we can help out when needed. But um, the team will be down there the week before. I won't be able to get down there until the Friday before, that Friday morning, so they'll have been playing together and have a feel for each other of how things are going to work. So we'll kind of go off of their... Um, their ideas because they're the ones out there playing. So when you're when you're looking at the the South region, I know you you mentioned um you know a couple of teams at the beginning, but I'm I'm really curious what is your what is your view of the lay of the land? It seems to me like that top to bottom could be the most competitive of the four regions. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. We have teams like um, that people haven't heard of as much, like the team we lost to last year, prime time players. They played together throughout the year, a couple hundred games or however many games they play a year. Um, and they might not have any marquee names, but that makes a huge difference in the tournament. That's a one-loss elimination um, versus teams that have never played together and just show up um, the, the day before. So we had I've never had heard of any of the guys on the team, but they played well together. They brought a full roster. Um, they had a coach. They ran sets, um, and they ended up beating us. Um, and then a team, AMR, probably had some – bigger names on their team than our team, uh, but they had told us they got there the night before, much from us because they hadn't really heard of any of the guys on our team, but we had been there 
two days prior, practiced a couple of days, we were running sets, and, and it makes a difference um, when you have some chemistry. Yeah, and you had, um, you know, you had told me in the fall when we spoke that um, you actually started as a fan. So you've seen TBT kind of progress from 2014 now through 2016. What do you, as a as a basketball observer and now being involved in the event, what do you think is the key to success in TBT? Is there a formula that you're trying to replicate? Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously you need to have talented players. Um, that's number one. But you have to have some chemistry is the biggest piece. I mean, first year Notre Dame won, um, and they had played together, or at least under a system. Most of the guys that they obviously knew each other, Barstool on paper, was more talented, but um, they lost. Um, then overseas elite, I don't know how well those guys know each other. and Are they, are they all clients of the one agent? You know, I don't even know, but I think what th- what struck me about them was that they hadn't played together at all, and some of them had never met. Exactly, <laughs> some of them had never met each other. That they went as far. You know, and so as many times as I think to myself, well, you got to practice, you got to have cohesion, you have to have a game plan, and everybody has to trust each other and all this other stuff. You know, sometimes things just click, and overseas elite, it seemed like that was what happened. It's like they the the pieces fit into the puzzle perfectly for them. Yeah, and um. Obviously, at least when we watched them in the South Regional, I watched one of their games. Um, McCollum played very well um, scoring-wise, and then Kabongo defensively was well, uh, playing very well. And then they brought on a couple of guys that weren't there the first weekend. It's obviously helpful in, in the going forward weekends with uh, DJ Kennedy wasn't there for the first weekend. Right. Um, but he played a big factor going forward. So, Who do you think on the team that you have this year we ought to have our eyes on? What do you think is going to be one of the keys to success? If this guy plays well, HBC is going to advance. What do you think? I think uh, going back to because I'm a point guard, um, Scott Machado for us. I think if he plays well and runs the show well, I think we have um, the talent around him. We have uh, shooters. We have size. Um, we can go with the stretch four type of uh, ball game, the small ball, fast pace. Um, we have bigs that like to pick and roll and run the floor. Um, I mean, if you watch. Uh, Frank Ellinger or um, uh, Alex Tice's YouTube highlights. Um, in their, both of their highlights, you probably see about 15 pick-and-roll alley-oops to them um, where they just roll hard, um, where I think that with Machado coming off the pick-and-roll, that can be uh, difficult to defend. Yeah, you guys have a lot of length. You know, there's a lot of kind of long-armed, small forwards, 6'9", you know, 6'8", guys that – can do a lot of things yeah. on the court. Was that intentional when you're trying to build this team? Were you thinking about that from a defensive standpoint? I was. Um, the guys were kind of bringing people together, so I didn't have as much say in it, but I was. that's what I was hoping for because last year we didn't have that um, length on the wing. Um, we were smaller at the guard positions in the wings. Um, we had some stretch fours and, and bigs. We didn't have uh, – also we didn't have last year a big man that kind of banged in the post. And that's why Rashawn Freeman killed us uh, when we played against them, um, because he's a big body who likes to be physical, and we didn't have a guy like that. So um, that will be beneficial, too, to have a little mix of both, because game to game, it need either or. Um, you're doing something, Brian, and your brother are doing something that I think um, a lot of fans have looked at and thought they could do the same thing, which is you know going from an observer to an actual participant in the event. You did that starting last year. Um, do you have any words of advice for people that might be considering that taking that same jump yeah uh it's definitely a grind but it's it's good uh i know that it's it might look difficult at first and be difficult at first because it is but if because when we first started um we were going to 
play the first last year with some of our buddies from college. And then as I looked at the rosters going in, I looked at the agents that were in the pool. I was like, well, it'd be great to play and it'd be fun. It'd be a great experience, but I'd rather have a chance at going a little further than just uh, going one weekend to have a fun pickup game basically for us to play in. And maybe we um, play well the first game and win a game, but I didn't think we'd have the talent to go that far. So um, we started contacting people. I contacted 10 times the amount of people that responded to me that uh, wanted to play. So you definitely have to be willing to just throw yourself out there, uh, try to reach out to as many people as possible and hope that one sticks. And last year, one stuck and we got a whole squad out of it. And then this year, uh, it obviously happened again. So um, i definitely say if you have the ability to reach out to people and you have a little uh, background in basketball or have maybe one or two contacts, it can get you a long way. And then, uh, I know you're working in real estate now, but do you have any expectation or maybe desire that you might work in sports professionally at some point? Yeah, I've always thought about it. Um, it is a passion, and I do love it, and I always find myself coming back to it. Um, I play in now like three, three men's leagues a week usually, um, so I'm still playing as much as possible. Um, and then I do work with uh, an organization, New Heights, an AAU program um, in, in the city. Um, that has some talent that has come out of there. Um, so I, I am as involved as possible with basketball. Um, and who knows in a couple of years if I ever end up going back into basketball instead of real estate, but we'll see. All right. I appreciate your time, Brian. Thanks so much, and uh, good luck down in Charlotte. Thank you. All right. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Jason Carwell, NC Particle Sons. Where does the team name come from? I uh, started with a foundation uh, in Durham, North Carolina, of um, one of my fraternity brothers who who uh, wanted to help out youth. And so uh, off of the Prodigal Son Foundation uh, comes North Carolina's uh, Prodigal Sons that we'll be representing in PPT. How did this team come together? Uh, started with a couple of us uh, in, in different leagues and, you know, kind of had a mixed bag of players. And then we started you know, looking for different pieces to add to our team and make our team more competitive in different leagues around the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And, um, you know, a couple guys have played together from high school on through college. And um, we kept adding little pieces that we got to the team that's formulated today for NC Particle Suns. Why are you guys playing in TBT? Um, we've been playing around in a couple leagues, in several leagues around the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and we've been you know, very competitive and won uh, quite a few championships um, around the Charlotte area. We have a very good record around here uh, and reputation around here. So we feel like that to TBT and, and compete at a high level. What would it mean if you won TBT to you? It, it, it would be a lot. It would be a lot to win TBT. Uh, I think, you know, what TBT stands for definitely give uh, some visibility to the Prodigal Sun Foundation as well. So we, we're in it, you know, the guys want to compete at a high level and want to make sure that, you know, we, we give it all we got once we get into TBT. But it, it'll mean a lot in addition to the money. Right. Which team in the South region besides yourselves do you think is the best? And that's hard. Uh, <laughs> so I think, uh, I mean, obviously, I think Overseas Elite is, is coming back and they actually won it last year. So I expect them to be very competitive um, in, in their reign to repeat. Um, as well as, you know, one of the teams that is out of Charlotte, North Carolina, that, is, that are um, riding under the radar, but made it to the Sweet 16 last year as primetime players. 
Can you talk a little bit, uh, Jason, about what the Prodigal Son Foundation does and what its missions are? Yeah, so they actually, um, they, every year, I know definitely we do a back-to-school drive um, around August where they give um, book bags full of notebooks, pens, paper, anything that the child needs. Um, they do a drive every year, and uh, our team actually um, participates in, you know, handing those book bags out, donating money to get those book bags um, filled for those for um, for those kids and youth. In terms of very, very, I'm sorry. In terms of like the the reach that the that the program has, is it solely focused in Charlotte, or are there other areas that it has uh, its mission? In actually, well? no. Actually, there's, yeah. There's others. It's it's all over North Carolina. So I started in Durham, North Carolina, and um, they have branched out to Charlotte, North Carolina, and looking at you know branching out in other different areas and, around North Carolina right now. And so you mentioned at the beginning, but so it was started by one of your fraternity brothers. Are those guys all playing on the team too? Um, some are playing. However, um, the, the one guy that started at Leroy Ray, um, no, he's not playing with us, but I do, his brother is playing with us, Lauren Ray. What's your background in basketball, Jason? Uh, my background is I, so I, I love basketball playing, you know, coming up, I, I never had the opportunity to play for a team sport, meaning high school or college. However, um, I've been able to compete with these guys on the team here. So um, my role will be really ideally the coach of this team. And most of the guys on my team have actually played Division One basketball. What kind of style of play can we expect from the Prodigal Sons? Uh, very up-tempo. Um, we're very, um, you know, expect, expect a lot of defense, um, you know, challenging, challenging plays, challenging, you know, every possession, um, and, and definitely some, um, some fun to be involved as well. In terms of um, the guys that you have, I think most people would probably look at your team and maybe think it's a bit of an underdog. Do you guys consider yourselves that way, or are you looking forward to not having the name recognition, maybe being able to sneak up on some people? Um, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it when people classify us as the underdog. But trust, uh, trust, and believe that you know once we get that, once we get between those lines, you know, only thing you can do is put five floor, and you got to deal with our five first. What's the background in terms of how you guys decided to join in to TBT this year? Were you watching it last year? Was it something that was on your radar? How did you guys even get the idea that you wanted to do this? We saw it last year, and um, we kind of followed it a little bit last year, and we saw it, and we was like, you know, it was like, well, hey, uh, we think we can still compete at a high level, and we saw it, and we said, we're gonna, we're gonna give the drive, and um, you know, give our best effort to to get in TBT for one. And then two, we're gonna do the work that it takes to get, you know, get into shape and conditioning for the TBT so we can compete. Now, what's the professional so background? Of, I'm sorry. What's the professional background of, of the guys in your team? How many current pros do you have on that squad? We don't have any current. When you say current pros, you meaning nobody plays in the NBA. Um, and we do have a couple guys. We do have uh, a couple guys that play that currently play overseas. And we have some guys that have played overseas as well. And of the guys that are not playing professionally overseas, what sort of jobs do you all have? Uh, everybody has careers, man. You know, um, a couple of people work for financial institutions around here. We have a couple of teachers um, on, on the team as well. And, um, and then we have a couple, you know, personal trainers as well on the team. Various backgrounds, but they all have the, we all have one thing in common. That's the love of basketball. So, in terms of the guys that are not currently making a living off of basketball, um, talk about what you guys are doing to get into shape. How much practicing is taking place? How much conditioning? All of those things. Oh man, the conditioning has been amazing. Um, it, it's actually uh, 
we, we actually probably either practice or guys are doing things on their own. I would say five to seven, five, at least a minimum five days a week. And is there anything in terms of the quality of play and the caliber of the competition that is making you guys have even more drive to get yourselves in that peak performance condition and be extra ready for these games? Um, yeah, so we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're in a couple of leagues now and uh, we're, we're in a league right now and it's, and it's a little bit competitive, but um, we're using that as, as motivation and drive to continue to drive harder and say, we're going to see stiffer competition once we get into TBT. So this is really just giving us um, some looks at some different competition around the city as well to prepare for it. What do you think in terms of the single elimination aspect of, of the event? You know, is that something you guys are looking forward to, knowing that it's all on the line every single game, or is that a little bit nerve-wracking? Um, it's a little of both, uh, of course. You know, I mean, I think, you know, the, the fact that it's single-game elimination, most of the guys play, you know, uh, Division One basketball, so they already understand it. You know, you get a field of 64, and then, you, you know, you, get, you leave it all on the court. So, you know, you got to walk away with no regrets. You know, of course, the, if you had multiple game elimination, then you may, you know, you may have some teams that are, you know, kind of matched up early on that are in multiple game eliminations that probably don't need to be matched up together at all. Yeah. Have you, um, have you guys played at the Grady Cole Center before? Yes, we have. I've heard it's a shooter's court. Can you confirm or deny that? <laughs> I can't confirm. I can't confirm nor deny, but uh, we'll, we'll be very comfortable at Grady Cole. Do you feel like you'll have a home court advantage? Absolutely. Uh, we have a we have a little bit of a fan base here. We have, you know, um, even other teams that we play against, you know, there's no, you know, I mean, we, we don't trash talk. We just get out there and we play. And, and that's what we do. And, we, and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that uh, a lot of teams around us actually respect us because of that. How many of your fans do you think are what you would call like super fans that they voted for the team? They recruited votes for you. They'll show up to your games. Like how many of those types of people do you have supporting you? Um, well, uh, you know, it's hard to say, um, it's hard to say cause you know, we don't, um, outside of, you know, to be honest, outside of TBT, we really kept it as a really close knit family. We become really more family than friends or even within the team. So this is actually, um, we're excited to see, um, all our fans come out and support us, um, at, at the Grady Cole. So I think it'll be uh, to say it. I mean, I think we'll see more people than, than we ever would expect it. How um how closely have you followed the other regions in terms of who's applied, who made it in, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, we follow some of the teams outside of the other regions, and we see this. It's you know it's it's no easy walk, it's no cakewalk. However, we do believe that, and and we've had a conversation with a couple other teams that even attempted to get in. The South region is is by far probably the toughest. Yeah, to it's, get out. it's pretty competitive for sure. Let me ask you this. So I guess my next question is the super fans that you do have, those friends and family that supported you and came together, who would you tell them to vote for with their other three votes that they have? Huh. Um, I'll tell them to keep them to themselves. <laughs> <laughs> who do you like in the West region? Um, that was hard to say. Um, I think, um, I think I saw what that Utah, I think it was Utah State team with Dan Dickow. Um, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Is that West? Yeah, Gonzaga. Okay, yeah. yep. So I saw that one. I, I'm pretty sure I followed Dan's, you know, kind of pro career a little bit. And, and you know, if he surrounded himself with, with the talent that I expect to come from them, 
then they're going to be a pretty tough team to come out of the West. All right, Jason, this has been great. I really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you guys play in Charlotte on July 9th. Great. Awesome. Right. Looking forward Thanks to it. Thanks a lot. Thank you.